0: When does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-author, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. How are you, my friend? Man, I am great.
1: Going to kick off another another good week. We had a good one last week, didn't we? Uh, had uh, Thomas Fry on, and that, that's always, uh, that was always fun. And, you know, uh, we
0: bet, uh, between our show with John Myers... And yeah. two with with Thomas Frey, we had uh, we had three show, three new shows with guests, and we developed kind of a theme of the future of dot 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 last week. But but the theme sort of emerged throughout the course of the week. This week's gonna be a little different. It's just just you and me, unless a guest shows up yeah. unexpectedly somewhere along the line. But uh, we've already got our theme figured out. We, we we've come into the week with our theme, so that's that's <laughs> a different. We're we're gonna we're gonna be talking about super projects all this week big things that individuals and groups are doing that are on a scale or addressing problems that are outside of the scope of what people normally think about or work on. That's that's kind of the idea of super projects. And I made it a little tricky. I said, this week we're going to do this and we're not going to talk about Elon Musk, right? Because you could do a whole <laughs> week of just, right, just Elon, Elon Musk super, super projects. Project. Yeah. He's kind of the super project guy. I said, well, what about everybody else? Are other people doing these kinds of things, too? And it turns out they are. There's a lot of this stuff going on, so much so that I thought it was worth spending a week talking about this. And it's it's an important idea. It relates to something we've talked about quite a bit, which is that smaller groups of people and individuals are empowered in a way. We have capability to do things. We're connected to each other in a way that we've not been in the past, and we can take these, these kinds of things on. Also, I think it helps to indicate that we're turning the corner on some problem areas that maybe people haven't, haven't recognized that we are. But I'll tell you what, rather than setting it up, let's just talk about some of these. I think that's the best way to, uh, to explain it. So let's begin with the one that just makes a great show title, The Billion Oyster Project. Um, Going on in New York, you know, you have to follow the links and look at the picture here. I think to really, to really get a feel for what we're talking about. How many oysters is a billion oysters? You know, have, have you ever? Been, uh...
1: <laughs> a thousand million. Uh, I guess that helps. Huh? Um, <laughs>
0: that's true. That's a good point. <laughs>
1: that's a lot it, of oysters. It's be- yeah, it's beyond uh, the reckoning uh, of our normal experience. We don't. We don't. You know. You know. So, you know, I, I can picture in my mind's eye, you know, uh, uh, three or four dozen oysters, right? Uh, uh, yeah, especially
0: if they've uh, been cracked open in their own ice in front of them. Right? Well, that's that's how I picture them. Yeah, you know, maybe a dozen in yeah. a big plate, right? That's being shared <laughs> that's by several people. Yeah, that's that, that, that's, <laughs> but, that's the largest number of oysters I guess I'd ever pictured in my life. And here you have a project in New York City, uh, a plan to restore a billion live oysters to New York Harbor over the next 20 years. This is interesting because I didn't realize the history of oysters in New York Harbor, which is fascinating if you read up on this. I guess back in the back in the day when New York was first taken over by the settlers from Europe, it was pretty much that harbor was just nothing but big piles of oysters. <laughs> it was, it was oyster it, reef, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, a, deep it, it water, was an it's a deep
1: water port, and we don't have a whole lot of these deep water ports. Uh, you know, I mean, and uh, uh, you know, New Orleans is one. New York is one, and you know, California, I believe, it's, has one or two. But at any rate, it's uh, and and because the water gets so deep there so quickly, I think that's part of the reason you have oysters there so close, and, uh, and it was so so oyster. It was an oyster reef there. And um but it, it 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 was completely killed off by uh you know people just dumping everything in, into the uh harbor there. It was a, it was a nasty soup there for a while, wasn't it? Uh, uh Well exactly. Yeah. I mean,
0: you know what what happened is in the yeah, I was just I was reading here 220,000 acres of oyster reefs just in uh, just in New York Harbor at the in, in 1609 when Henry Hudson uh, uh, entered the f- first entered New York Harbor, so by 1906, they say that the New Yorkers had eaten all of them, you know, so how long does it take yeah. to eat 220,000 acres of oysters? Well, yeah, it looks like about 300 <laughs> years <old.
1: laughs> I, I, suppose, I suppose it depends on, uh, on, how, on how long, uh, or how many people are eating, doing the eating, right? It yeah. It's a lot,
0: and, uh, but they were also just, uh, they are polluting it to death, too, at the same time, so... Well, that's the thing, they uh, ate the ones that were there, and then they, and then they killed off the reefs, um, there was yeah. there was silt. There was uh, the, the water quality apparently had gotten really nasty, as such that the oysters couldn't grow back. I, I, New York Harbor had become kind of this toxic soup um, of of chemical waste and sewage. And uh, you, you think about before things like the Clean Water Act, there were some pretty nasty bodies of water in this country. You know, there think about Lake Erie, and I hadn't thought about New York Harbor. I remember that the Boston Harbor was a big issue in the presidential election a few decades ago. And so I remember that being that, that being talked about. But I guess New York Harbor was quite nasty at some point. But that's nice. Oh, you yeah, know, the water's it, nice. It, it, it was
1: nice. not it was not not something you would swim in
0: at All right, exactly.
1: And, uh, yeah. Well, you know, it surprised me when and um, there's a movie in 2005 with Will Smith, Hitch, right? And he goes uh, jet skiing with a would-be girlfriend. Uh, out in the harbor there, and uh-huh. uh, I remember I remember watching that and going, "Oh, wow! I didn't realize people got out in that nasty water anymore." You know, and I, <laughs> I mean, at some point, at some point, they're both in the water. You know, I'm going, "Okay, well, maybe they maybe that kind of got it cleaned up." Well, they, they've been in the process apparently of cleaning it up for a long, long time, right? I mean, uh, the, after that Clean the Harbor Act and uh, and you know, in the 1950s, uh, that it took you know, they, they've been working on keeping it clean, I suppose, ever since. So apparently now it's reached the point that they can do something like bring these oysters back, right? So
0: that's Exactly. Right. Well, and I don't know if you if you ever saw, there was an episode of Seinfeld that was all about Kramer swimming in the... Actually, I think he was swimming in the East River, but...
1: Uh, <laughs> probably you know another thing there, so... You know, <laughs> um, yeah,
0: you know, that's all kind of one body of water. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it kind of uh, is. It runs
1: together. So, yeah, if it was clean enough for uh, him to to swim in the 90s and uh, certainly by 2005 uh, you could uh, get out there and jet ski and I suppose people probably do. So, Well, uh,
0: and, and what's interesting, interesting about that is kind of that, interesting... that cleaning a body of water like that is an ongoing project. Right. Keeping it clean. Keeping it clean is an ongoing project and one of the reasons for bringing oysters back is not just our discussion earlier about how delicious oysters are and how nice it is to have a plate to share uh, among friends but Apparently, every oyster can filter about five gallons of water per day. So right. if you—that's what if they you,
1: are. They're just a big filter, That's what, right?
0: You know, and they're 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 a big filtering system. So if you if you grow the population of oysters in New York Harbor back to a billion, apparently you've got a sufficient filtering mechanism. You've kind of re- truly returned that harbor to its more or less pristine condition. I mean, it, you, you've got it back fairly close yeah. to what Henry Hudson sailed into 400 years ago, and that's pretty awesome. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's kind of the direction that you want to go with these kinds of things, because obviously it will still be the big industrial center that it is, and it will still serve all those purposes, but well, wh- wh- it, brought back have to have life the at the same time.
1: That's right. Once you have the base of the oysters, I guess you can build on that to bring the entire ecosystem back, right? Uh, that's right, yeah. You know, yeah, it, it's sort of you're almost terraforming your harbor, aren't you?
0: That's awesome. <laughs> I, I
1: think it's a great project. So, what's the time frame? Uh, I I, uh, I didn't read that deeply into the article. I, I'm sorry to say, what did
0: they do? They give a time frame? Yeah, they want years? to do it over 20 years. So okay. They're starting now, and if you if you watch the video, they show a lot of oysters. So, I mean, I, I look at that pile and go, "Well, that's got to be a few million anyway." And, you know, they must be off and running, but um, but they want to have the population in New York harbor of oysters up to a billion within within 20 years. So I mean it's a you know it's a it's a super project. It's an ongoing project. It's going to take a couple of decades. But you get to that point and you've really I like I like your I like your term, Stephen. They've terraformed New York Harbor at that point. This yeah. is a this is a great uh, a great idea actually. We should we should look at other parts of the earth that need to be terraformed and get to work on that. Right. Great experience for us in terms of going out to the Solar system and terraforming. parts. you know, let's let's make uh, let's make the Earth habitable first for humans, and then we can uh, we, we can transfer those skills. Right. Awesome, awesome.
1: Well, the next story is uh, pretty great too, right? Uh, physicists just came out with a mathematical model for a viable time machine, and that's pretty great. <laughs> I guess uh, it's pretty great, or it's or it's horrifying depending on your. Uh, your State of mind about that. But uh don't don't worry, we don't have Doc Brown messing with time just yet. It's uh the, we're just uh, talking about the theoretical basis of, at this point. Well for one thing,
0: if 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 you want to get your if you want to get your correct uh pop culture other geek reference, they're calling it a traversable, a causal retrograde domain in space time. And the acronym there is TARDIS. Okay, so th- these guys <laughs> <laughs> these, All right. these, Wait, these guys are these geeks ex- are Doctor Who geeks, uh, Doctor so Who like fans. Geeks. That's right. Yeah, yeah they're, not building, they're not building. They're not building DeLoreans. It's really interesting. Really interesting model. What what the story is saying is that the math is there. Okay, um, and and I thought this was interesting as a super project because this is almost kind of an embryonic super project. This is, there isn't really a project here. No one's actually building a time machine, but I was listening to. One of our best of shows last week, and it was talking about time travel. Is time travel possible? And we had two or three good examples of people who were saying, Yeah, you know, the physics supports it if you do this. And there were mega projects there. You know, I, I would list those not even as, as super projects. I mean, they, they were, you know, describing capturing black holes and using them to create wormholes and, you know, that kind of like galactic engineering that you would have to do. To, to build a time machine. Here, these 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 guys are saying um, this uh, professors Tippett and saying they're saying, well, we don't even know for sure what the process is, what the procedure is for for building this thing. We know that you that you can use the curvature of space time and you can bend time into uh, in, into a loop where people can or objects or whatever, anything you send through can. Move back in time. Here's the math, right? Here's the here's the proof that you can do that. Now, what you make that out of? We don't know. That's going to require some (laughs) exotic uh, material. So basically, they're saying if
1: you warp space time enough, you'll you can warp it back onto itself, and there you go. You're in the you're in the past. But what if uh, one of these guys, you know, what if somebody picks up this math and says, you know what, the the time machine is, you know, really too exotic. But I can you know perhaps we can use this to build the warp drive to get us to alpha Centauri right um, you know there's there's there are related things that uh, people can do with uh, perhaps with a theoretical basis like this it's uh i i you know it, a lot of a lot of times people say you know um, if you're not doing something you know extremely practical for today uh that it's a waste of time but it's uh you know yeah right before something becomes transformative it's a crazy idea. No, oh,
0: exactly. So, that's exactly right. I mean, the 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 world we live in is a bunch of crazy ideas that have been realized. Right, was, that's right. A, stupid, a bunch of stupid, unworkable, pie in the sky ideas that that now exist. A bunch of
1: a bunch of naive people, uh, you know, <laughs> actually got out and tried, and you know what? It turns out that they were right, rather than being naive. So,
0: and and I think um, one of the reasons what you're saying there, there could be something there is that a piece of this. Relies on treating time as an actual fourth dimension in space-time. So right. the, it's almost like they're treating time like a spatial dimension. I guess that is what they're doing. They're, they're, oh yeah, you know, it's space, it's, they, you know um, physicists they call it space-time for you know because you know
1: they can't they can't seem to pull them apart, and right. uh, and so um, that's. I, I suppose a time machine would require some motion, then, wouldn't it? Uh, you, you know, uh, if you're going to loop back on itself, uh, you got got to move forward through the loop. Um,
0: so maybe you need to make it out of the DeLorean. So to bring it back to my, you know, my example. Well, apparently, no, <laughs> just a police call box will do it. Uh, you know, I, I don't like you, <laughs> you keep jumping uh, yeah. to that DeLorean, but I'm not sure we need that here. I don't, I don't I'm, You know. I read the math and I see police call box, so there it is. But it needs right, to be right. bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Uh, okay, are super project on the inside, right? Yeah, we're, uh, but 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 we're, uh, we're we're jumping to other geek uh, days ahead of ourselves here. We can't. Uh, we oh, can't that's right. Much, uh, we can't spend too much <laughs> time on that. Anyway, I think I think it's I think it's really interesting that that. Something Something. as exotic, something as bizarre and out there as um, gravity's role in relativity is, is something that's being seriously discussed as something that you eventually would build technology around. We were talking to Thomas Frey on Friday about... When will we have mastery of gravity? Right. When will when will humanity achieve that goal? And we were saying, oh, I don't know, 100 years. And he was saying, Well, it could be could be 50 years from now. I mean, we're all just kind of guessing when technology like that would come online. But that's the, that's an example of the same thing. And we're talking right. about an almost magical technological capability. Once we have it, I mean, you know, in terms of the kinds of things that that we'll be able to do, that we don't see a straight line from here to how we achieve it right somewhere in there there's the box that says a miracle occurs and then we and then we have gravity control but it but it's but it's the same it's the same kind of thing Um, once we have that in fact if we had that capability that would that would fit right into here because that's what this deals with this deals with the impact that gravity is having on space-time and how that creates these these curved structures that that you can ultimately um, travel through time so I, I guess what I'm saying is you know Let's 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 push let's push ahead on the gravity control technology because that's going to give us time machines too. Just one more reason, I guess, that we. Well,
1: I, I would suggest, Phil, that uh, uh, based on this, uh, I would. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to throw out this this um, uh, prediction that okay. uh, we will we will have warp drive before we have time machines. That's uh, oh, I'm just okay. Gonna throw that
0: out. Well, you know, that we've... sounds pretty bold, but why do you say that?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, again, you have to. Um, according to uh, what these these guys are talking about, their 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 uh, view of uh, time travel would require warping space time to the point that it's warped back on itself. You can warp space time to a lesser degree and be traveling, you know, uh, and be traveling to Alpha Centauri in a, in a month or whatever. You know, uh, that's. Uh, uh, and and you know you you get so basically you get warp drive uh, before you get uh, before you get a uh, time time machine. So.
0: I'm, All right. Uh, well, I'm, you know what? I'm going to counter that. I'm going to say we'll never really have warp drive until we've theoretically got a time machine. Because they'll be the same thing, right? It's like. Kinda, <laughs> Maybe it, so. Maybe so. Well, it's kind of like, like uh, a, you know. You're right. you're,
1: you're,
0: you're, by the time right. they had warp drive in Star Trek, since we're. We are just totally geeking out here, right? They they yeah. had a time machine, right? Because if you whip it around the sun, you can you, you can go into time warp and you can uh, you can travel back in time. Every starship in Star Trek, probably unfortunately, yeah. is a time machine, right? That's you know. <laughs> yeah. it, unfortunately for the writers, you can really write yourself in a corner with time. Trek, <laughs> <especially, anyway. laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> you know,
1: everybody everybody likes Star Trek Four. So anyway.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, the best one is the time travel one, even though they they shouldn't be doing a lot of time travel stories. That's right. That's right. Um, Hey, uh, sidebar footnote. When we get to other geek later this week. (laughs) No, never mind. If it comes up organically, it'll come up. We gotta, yeah, we gotta up. stay on topic. We're talking super projects. As tempting as it would be oh, yeah. to just totally geek out on uh, time machines, we we can, uh, we can come back. Anyway, this one this one is a is a good kernel for a super project. It's not as well defined as the billion oysters, but it, it's almost like watch this space for super projects, right? And whether okay. it be yep. c- control of gravity or or a warp drive or a time machine something's gonna something's gonna be generated out of here that's you know huge in the in the oh, next yeah. few years. I have a feeling. We will okay. it'll be a very different diff- it'll be a very different
1: civilization after we have one or both of those things.
0: Okay. okay. Google hey.
1: is super secretive about its anti-aging research.
0: Phil, what's going on here? Well, very likely nothing at all. But this <laughs> <laughs> talk, but but you talk about a you talk about a super project you know they don't they don't get any bigger yeah. than this we we remember when Calico was it's, launched it's getting old businesses you know as you know this is crap
1: we won't we won't you know something it's nicer. It's getting real. old if you will yeah <laughs> yeah that's um, what we want. getting older is fine yeah, getting old is not fine right so um, that's a hey Stephen
0: that's well said that's <clears throat> that's an important I distinction you, you, right you,
1: there you kind of said it I, I pulled it from what you just
0: said so oh, anyway yeah, right. I like uh, it yeah. I like what I said. But it's true. You know, they, these, these guys launched, what, four years ago to, you know, much hoopla. I mean, it was a, it was yeah. a big deal. Hey, hoopla from
1: this show, if I recall. Well, I shoot,
0: yeah, because <laughs> yeah. this is real. I mean, life extension is real if Google is taking it on. It's just like self-driving right. cars, right? I mean, it's like all the rest of this stuff. Um, if, if a big company like Google is addressing this problem, we can expect to see major things happening. And... The article of this, the author of this article on Vox is saying, "Well, we don't see much of anything happening. We see them publishing yeah. some very bland research. Um, a lot of which is just review of literature kind of research. Not even, not even we did something, but more like we've been reading up on this and we're synthesizing, and we conclude this. Uh, not, not." Uh, all that groundbreaking, not all that cutting edge. Some of it exploring things they said they weren't going to do, such as addressing the diseases of aging. They said they were going to take aging right. on as a as a holistic property, not as a holistic proposition, not as a bunch of diseases. And so the question is, what's going on there? When the author talks to people who work there, they got nothing to say. It's it's big no comment time, and even, even former employees. That, that tells me there's an
1: ironclad you know, non-disclosure agreement that yeah. these people are signing with, with with huge damages built in if they say a word. Uh, right. You know, that's, that's and I mean, this this is Willy Wonka time here. I mean, this is really secretive. And, uh, <laughs> I, I you know, my hope is that, uh, you know, they got the Oompa Loompas in there and they're doing all their work and they're, they're going to come out with something great. But, uh, you know, I, I, I suspect, Phil, just based on, you know, I, I, I suspect that they're, that, They've they've decided that we we bit off more than we could chew. Let's do something a little a little more down to earth. It's perhaps what the name of this company sub company owned by Google is Calico, right? So mm-hmm. Calico that's is right. probably just working on uh, more manageable projects. Probably it would seem uh, once they got into it. I, I, that's a shame because their 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 mission, their launch mission, was much was much different. If that's if if my, if my theory is correct, uh, that's a shame.
0: What do you, what do you well, the, the the author of the piece, I mean, discusses three possibilities here. One is what yeah. you just said—that yeah. you know they, they've looked at it and there's, they're just not going to be able to do much. That doesn't really explain why they're being secretive, other than they're embarrassed, I guess, because they can't solve the big problem. But that's you know that's kind of lame. Um, the other is that maybe some actual research is going on, but they've just got this culture inherited from Google, yeah. inherited from the tech industry. Which, even though they're working in this more kind of public domain scientific research area, where you would expect people to be participating in conferences and and pushing out ideas, um, they they're just they're not going to do that, and they're going to stay clammed up, regardless of what they're doing inside. And the third possibility is they've got something really big, okay, and what and what little activity we're seeing is a, more or less a smokescreen, and they're not talking because it's that big. Now, that right. would be awesome <laughs> that's what's going on. That would on. be
1: great. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I will forgive them for being jerks when they cure like, aging in a couple of years, right? Yeah, um, yeah.
0: I, I, I think so. And if yeah. that's the case, then the behavior becomes explicable because it's very tech industry norm, right, that you wouldn't go talking right. about, your, you know, you're your not going to go sharing details on your secret algorithm or even pharmaceutical, right? You're not going to go sharing too many details about this drug that you're patenting, right? I mean you just yeah. want.
1: And and so, drug companies are tend to be secretive. So Exactly if they're yeah. if they're actually working on a on a something that can be marketed, a drug, then uh, you know, that kind of explains it too. But uh I you know, Phil, I'm just gonna I'm just I, I'm gonna go back to my theory. I, I think that they don't have much and they're a little bit embarrassed about it. And uh, you know, we're we're supposed to solve the world's problems, right? And uh, we're not and so they're, they're hoping that people just forget about Calico and it goes away, maybe. You know, I, if that's the case, uh, you know, a little unsolicited advice from, you know, somebody who doesn't know a thing about what you're doing. So take, you know, huge grain of salt. But, I mean, you know, go hire Aubrey the Great. Start going to conferences, being open about the fact you you hadn't got much done. That's fine, you know. Um, and, you um, you know, and 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 roll with what what you do know. You know, I mean, just start start at the very beginning if uh, you don't have anything. So I don't know. Which uh, you know, you have a thought
0: about that, Phil? I mean, just uh, uh, well, absolutely, I would agree. I mean, if 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 they're not, if they're being secretive because they don't have anything. That's just sad, you know. I mean, being yeah. secretive about it only makes them look worse in the long run, right? And right. you know, it will, it will will—it's—it's it's kind of self-defeating, and it it will fizzle out. Um, well, secretive in in, uh, pure, in a
1: pure science venture, which is what I suppose this is supposed to be, is self-defeating. I mean, you yeah. you, you uh, your guys are not going to be the only people working on this. You need to be talking to other people that are working on. Things that uh, relate to what you're doing, and be open about the science, so that others can continue. You know, it's you know, you, you got to be in the process. You got to be out there uh, doing stuff with the other people that are not necessarily part of Calico, or you're just you know, you're going to get left behind by others that are working with, uh, with outsiders. So, uh, anyway, I, I, yeah, I think I, I
0: think yeah, that's I think that's, that, I think that's that, a possibility. Yeah. I, I, I think that if if it's just a a an artifact of their corporate culture right then yeah. it's possible that there's this middle scenario where they actually are doing some very interesting things but they're just not talking yeah. you know that I mean one, one of the examples given here is this guy who runs a program on uh, genomic medicine he invites the Calico folks to come talk at his conference he knows that that's what they're working on or is suspects that's what they're working on because that's what they were doing before they joined Calico and they're like no we can't talk about it so, you know yeah. that, that that makes you think. Well, they must be doing something, right? I mean, they must have something going on, other than uh, other than the small pieces of of research that they're that they're publishing. What, what I what what you don't want to do is you don't want to get in this thing and go. Well, they must have solved the issue because they're Google and Google <laughs> always fixes everything. I mean, that would be that would be kind of silly and naive. But it's it's not out of bounds to hope that they've got something going on there. That and that and that something big will will emerge from this. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, sooner or later, they do have to go public with what they're doing, um, yeah. or they just or they just shut down. Which that doesn't seem. I don't know. Doesn't seem completely likely to me. Although Google has stepped into areas and then stepped away in the past.
1: Yeah, yeah, they have, they have, and uh, um, but and so I half I half expected to hear. Well, I put it this way, Phil. I would say within a couple of years, it's going to be one or the other. Okay, they're going to—they will shut down the company, or they will have—you know—some some breakthrough that they've announced. Uh, it's, right. You know, I, I I don't think it can stay status quo for indefinitely, and I, I suspect they'll go one way or the other. Well, I mean, if generally. you look at
0: like for example, Boston Dynamics—they didn't shut them down. They bought them. They had them for a while, and then they spun them back off, right? That, right. Something like that could happen here if there 's something going on inside that 's promising, but it 's much more long term and it doesn 't have the same kind of maybe dramatic effect they were looking for I, I you know part of it is just that Google is so big and they 're taking on so many things that you know at at a at a very top level, I guess they have to look down and say well is this you know is this mission creep is this is this really something we should be working on i mean for folks like us it was very exciting to see a big company like Google take on a problem like that. But maybe in the long run it's really not appropriate for a big you know, computer yeah, maybe, technology maybe, company.
1: Maybe it needs to be some uh startup. Well the thing about it being a big company though is the amount of uh resources they have to solve the problem, right? I mean yeah. they, they have they have uh what was it, like a billion dollars they started out with and in and capital? Uh, it was it's it's crazy. Um and so you know you you could do a lot of good with that you would think if uh if it's within our reach to do something in the in the field of conquering aging um then uh, you know uh the amount of money they started with uh, should get should get them along the road at least right get them on the road to it exactly and we we again we don't know they uh it, it might be a uh it might be nothing going on there or it might be uh, this amazing thing that uh that we get to announce in the uh, in a few months, who knows? Well, well the
0: the, the uh, one important thing I think that they have that they have to do is if they're really not doing much of anything, then it's better to spin it off or to shut it down. Just because they've taken so many of the top people, right, and, yeah. and put them on this, right, then those people need to be doing the work that's going to that's going to move us in that direction. Yeah, so, and
1: when and when they speed it, and when they spin it off, one hopes that uh, these uh, non disclosure agreements uh, will will get retired. You know, they can they can uh, build a new co- uh, culture, right, to uh, to handle that and uh, and be a little more open and 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 participate in these conferences and and uh, and you know uh, contribute to the to the basic science in a very public way. That's that's what Calico needs to be doing. If uh, yeah,
0: so I mean, if the Google top brass is listening, all we're saying is go ahead and cure aging. That'll be fine if you do that, and all will be forgiven. Or if not. You know, yeah, I, you need to turn uh, it around uh, here a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what did Moses say? <laughs> let my people go, right? Yeah. <laughs> just, just let them go. <laughs> cure aging. One or one or the other. Yeah, we want aging go cure, cure aging okay?
1: elsewhere. If, uh,
0: or, uh, or, or do it yourself. Uh, one one hopes that uh, you guys are on top of something awesome.
1: And uh, you know, it goes. But I think growth.
0: we're very clear about what we want to happen. We want aging cure. Okay, so let's... <laughs> one or the other. we, we this middle ground
1: is not, not 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 where you want to be. I don't think uh, long term.
0: Exactly, exactly. All right, well, that's three super projects. We're going to come back on Wednesday, and we're going to talk about some more super projects. We're doing this all week, and uh, look forward to uh, getting into some fun stuff. Uh, Thanks, Stephen. It's great talking with you. It's great being with you all. We will be back with a brand-new show on Wednesday, and until next time, live to see it.